Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Best Breakup Ever podcast. Ooh. We are, yay! We're excited yay. today. <laughs> we have Ryan, a new guest so with us that, today. Man. What'd you say, Sam? I said, Ryan, you're so good with that sound. He is good. <laughs> you should have heard him yesterday. He was doing bird noises, and a bird actually flew at him. It was like literally this bird thought he was trying to like step to him or something and do your bird noise real quick. Will you please just no. for our listening audience? Yes. Now you have to do it. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> yeah, the suspense. The Wait. suspense is killing me. <clears throat> I'm smiling. I got to be able to whistle. Hold on. All right. Well, while you wet your lips, I'm going to introduce our guest because he's waiting patiently. Oh, see, now you do. No, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Thank I, you. Man. I'm I'm not even a bird and I'm aroused. Right, well, this bird was aroused right at his gorgeous head of hair there. <laughs> and here aroused on our podcast now, we've got Zach Martin. <laughs> so hey, what's up, Zach? Hello, hello, everyone. As I stated, I am not a bird, but I am aroused. <laughs> and that's what we want. Well, look at us teasing him already. <laughs> we've reached our goal tonight, guys. Um, <laughs> Zach is the creator of the Foodball Podcast. And cool. we connected on Twitter. You've got some some great answers to some of the questions that we've asked on our Twitter page. And we're Poetic. Trying. I tried. Thank you. We, we appreciate the engagement. That is like number one on our end. So thanks. Yeah, there. I, I do. I do social media professionally, too. So that's my that's my E word is engagement. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Love it. Yep. Ours, too. We'll have to talk about that one, too. Um, but we had a great entry from you. And. Uh, let's see. Let's have. Can you? Can one of you guys give us a dramatic reading of Zach's entry? <clears throat> Ryan, do you want to do it, or is this me? Um, you got this. Go for it. We got. Right. We got to have the beatnik. You got to have the beatnik drums, like the bongo in the background too. <laughs> <laughs> the best I got for you. Nice. I, I don't know beatnik drums. Maybe like a. Did you ever see Someone Married an Axe Murderer? If you want to talk exactly. about movies. Yes. Right? Yeah, no, Harry, I Sweet Harriet. Yeah. For fuck's sake! <laughs> it's one of the best movies. Like, <laughs> one of my absolute favorites. All right, the dramatic reading. We met over a double smash burger and Oreo shake. She was smiling, auburn-haired, and Russian. I was over-tipping and smitten. I said to text... It was unread, and the next morning saw her leave Hallmate's room glistening. <laughs> Nicely done. Sam. I like the use of the ellipses there at the end. Thank you. I, I, do, yes. I do my best. Fantastic entry, fantastic delivery, Sam, uh, Remy. I like, mm. I like that your entry mentioned food. Since you yes. are a food podcaster that felt totally relevant and on brand, now that I know you do social media, totally on yeah, brand. Things, things with me are usually either sex and relationship metaphors or food or both. So people have come to kind of expect that. Like it? You know, I think Aziz Ansari had a great quote about like using food comparisons. And he says something to the effect of, yeah, you know, women are like tacos. And then somebody interrupted him and said, how dare you think that lowly of women? He said, no, no, no. That's how highly I think of tacos. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I was about to be like, wrong podcast. And I'm like, no, no, you're good. You're good. 
But yeah, I my first question, because I do want to hear about your breakup, but I also want to know where'd you go for smash burgers since you are a food guy? Where's your favorite burger place? Uh, my favorite burger place now is probably in, in St. Louis. It's called like, uh, High Point Drive-In. They have um, a few a few locations in St. Louis, and they're just putting one about a mile from my house over here on the Illinois side in a few months. So I'm very excited. Ooh. They do all kinds of like crafty, out of the box burger stuff, but not in an unapproachable way. So it's not like gold leaf pate, <laughs> right. you know, bougie bullshit that's right. fifty dollars yeah. for a quarter pound burger. Um, they're just it's good portions, it's great service, uh, very unique aesthetic, and I'm glad they're expanding and having more success, especially after what we've all had to go through. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that exciting. Awesome. any business nowadays that's expanding, but just the fact that you get a burger place a mile from your house that you love, that's exciting <laughs> and dangerous right there. We are we are very fortunate. I live in a town called O'Fallon, Illinois. Uh, we have a the wonderful designation of having a lot of the Missouri-only franchises in the Illinois side. We're the only places that have the Illinois uh, places like um, Lion's Choice Roast Beef. If you've never had or heard of it's kind of, it's, it's like a grown up Arby's. Um, They, they roast, they roast and cut all of their beef in house. Um, They have a proprietary seasoning blend. Um, They use Prevel cheese on their sandwiches. So good to be be in O'Fallon. We're going to have to come visit. Absolutely. Food food tour, food tour of the Lou in the gateway all day. Done. You come over to Florida. We'll show you some good burger places. Ryan's a burger guy, actually. So he's always the best burgers down here. Nice. Sorry. So so we've talked burgers. Let's talk breakups. (laughs) Tell us this breakup story in more detail. So tell us about the girl. So as I steeple my hands in anticipation, um, I was a freshman at Mercer University in Macon, Georgia. Uh, I grew up in Savannah, so you'll hear tinges of that accent when I say certain things like car oil or fry oil. Um, and my my room or my resident assistant, who is a lifelong best friend, we texted this morning. Uh, him and I went to Steak and Shake because this was when Steak and Shake was still available and good, uh, fall of 2003. And with Steak and Shake in the early evening, which nobody at college ever does, uh, and had a burger dinner and an Oreo milkshake, and it being a college town, our waitress, uh, her name was Natalia, and she was our age, um, found out of her conversation at the table that she was an engineering major, She's a redhead. I've always had a thing for redheads. Um, And as a freshman, I was kind of leaping out of my shy, nerdy. I was valedictorian of my tiny little public high school in Georgia. Um, Didn't ever have a girlfriend. So I was like, thank you. That means nothing in adulthood, but I like to mention it every once in a while. Um, So I was getting out of my like shy, nerdy phase. And I was like, this girl's really cute. She's smart. She's a redhead. Um, She has a job. Um, you know, might as well. So I was like, I'm going to be super cool and leave a $20 tip and my phone number on the receipt, because that's a thing that works. Um, and of course got shit for my buddy and my, my resident assistant I was eating with. He's like, that's never going to work. You're an idiot. And he of that time was dating a gorgeous redhead. So I was also a little jealous. 
So did that, thought I was big shit, went home, got ready for the party or whatever that we were going to that night and couldn't stop talking about it all night. I said, guys, you're going to love this girl. She's going to text me. Um, I had built up this whole thing in my head, this relationship, which is why I consider it a breakup story that we were going to get together and learn about pierogies and learn about, you know, she was going to teach me about borscht and all this other stuff. Married with a billion babies, right? Right, right. And this was before Facebook. We didn't even have Facebook on campus at this point. So like I couldn't look her up or anything. Um, So I had filled in this 20 minute conversation into our life story. And this was going to be our meet cute and whatever. And so we went to our party, you know, did our little freshman drinking thing and came back and went to bed, woke up in the morning and we're all commiserating out in the hallway. Um, You know, hey, how was your night? Did you hear from this girl? No, I didn't hear from the girl, you know, but it's fine. It was just it's just been one day. No big deal. She wasn't at the party, whatever it happened. And the door opens about three doors down the hallway and who should walk out? in her very mussy shoulder strap off the shoulder hair must you know very clearly very clearly (laughs) having just you know been well fucked uh is natalia from steak and shake and she sees me and we lock eyes and i see her register who i am and she immediately panics and turns around and flees out of the building like her hair's on fire. <laughs> and my RA looks at me and goes, is that the girl from Steak and Shake? Oh, and all oh. the other guys just lost it because they knew exactly who he was talking about. <laughs> and the cherry, the cherry on top of the whole fucking thing is that the guy that she had slept with had broken his collarbone three days before that and was in that full like half torso cast with his arm propped oh, up no. like this oh. with the bar that holds your arm up. So he, oh. you know, he, he walks out shirtless with his cast or whatever and was like, hey dudes, close the door. It's like, motherfucker. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So that was my and I saw Natalia at various events on campus over the next couple of years, and it was always awkward every time that I saw her. Um you know, she never, we never went on a date, never had any relationship at all, but that was, that was the first one that got away. And that's not even the worst Mercer breakup story that I have. Oh man. Well, when we need more, but no, did she date your, your hallmate though? Like, did they end up dating after? They, I think they, they boned for several weeks. Um, Jimmy was not a relationship guy. Um, Or she had a cat fetish. Got rid of the cast. Maybe maybe she wasn't maybe, him anymore. I don't know. I think I think at that point I didn't know that that was a thing, so I didn't ask. <laughs> Paris is a whole new name, right? And it was it was more of a it was more of a uh, supporting evidence of his game, I guess you'd call it, that he could you know convince this gorgeous Russian girl to be with him with half an arm. So it was even more of a blow of self-esteem. It's like both of my arms work. What's wrong with me? There's no challenge there. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. That's how we need to go now. We need to, you know, make it interesting. Put a give yourself a handicap of sorts. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like handcuff one arm to you, be like, this does not come off. And then <laughs> and then of course there's the sympathy card on top of it. You know, it's like, oh poor me. That, you know. you know, that was just like it started as a pity thing and then she was like yeah. oh, it wasn't so bad I guess and I'm 
again. And I'm sure he didn't tell her the actual story, which was that he had fallen out of his rack. Like he fell out of his lofted bed. That's, that's how he broke his collarbone. <laughs> oh, so I'm sure God. I'm sure he gave some macho bullshit about like, oh, I was protecting my grandmother from a mugger or you know, some nonsense. An alligator from, you know, fighting children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but no, his his <laughs> drunk ass rolled At out of first... his lofted bed. He pitied his per or his uh, injury. Then she pitied his personality and left. Hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I remained, and I remained unloved. Well, be, uh, for the moment, because for the moment, yeah, for, for the, the moment. moment, yes, yes. I know now. All of these lead to a marriage, right? You said you're married. You got some kids. I do. I do. I'm. Uh, we will be married eight years in in August. I've uh, been together ten years. And two wonderful, wildly, frustratingly intelligent children. Uh, those are the worst. No, they're <laughs> they could, they are. They're the worst and the best. Yes. Yeah. I have a pinky to my brain. You know, we've got like the like the one that wants to take over the world, the little genius. But mm-hmm. between then, this you know, the one that got away and the wife. Where's your what's what's your worst breakup? Just the absolute. The, the absolute most crazy and devastating and long-lasting great story um i dated a girl who i worked with at cracker barrel my senior year of high school and um over that summer and she was matriculating as a sophomore at the university of georgia and we had gone to high school together she was a couple years ahead of me obviously um and i had always knew of her um but that being that far above me like I was not in her social circle I always kind of thought she was cool and she was very introverted a writer um and then when she started working I had to train her and it was a very kind of power dynamic kind of thing like training this older girl who was kind of mousy but very you know kind of like that Rachel Lee Cook mousy where oh my god you take her glasses off and suddenly she's hot like everybody just forgot movie she was mousy. hot yeah right, movie oh, mousy. like people forget you're hot when you have glasses on I have that problem I take my glasses off and just I get swamped um <laughs> but so we worked together then we we started dating and we found out we had a lot of common like we were both really into writing and she was finding herself kind of out of depth up in Athens at university um and I was coming out of high school and being excited to go to Mercer so we were you know we had that kind of summer fling on top of having known each other before and end of the summer you know the sex was fantastic she was kind of opening up into being a little bit more um, adventurous um we obviously had to deal with like parents and not having our own places and so we were sneaking around and there was that was it and I I was feeling really you know excited because this was a girl that um, you know, I, she was a grown up, like she was a grown woman and, you know, we could do this long distance thing and it wasn't that far. And she was so smart and engaging. And like, I wanted to talk to her after I got to see her boobs and all this other stuff. <laughs> like I was a terrible misogynist as a young man, I will fully admit. Um, and so we, we went off to school and everything was great. We were following each other on AOL instant messenger for those in the audience who remember that. Um, Sadly, we, yeah, that's... yeah, we uh, we followed each other. On well, what, was, what was your name? Uh, my name was my first one was Crafter of Annals. 
Oh no. <laughs> the annals. Yeah, I was that kid. I was like, oh, that's, fucking, okay. I was, that's fucking clever. And of course, everybody else was like, annals. What are you talking about? Annals. Like, the, no, like the calendar, like the annals of history. I'm a writer. Oh, fuck it. So I changed it to my self titled CD um, after that. And that's kind of been it for forever. Um, but we followed each other on Free Open Diary before Live Journal, before Live Journal was even a thing. And that'll Your become important. That yeah, <laughs> no, we're a hipster. Like I'm in that weird, like Zanga Live Journal. Mm, <laughs> yeah, so that'll become important later. Book that, mark that down. <laughs> so we go through the first couple months of school, and you know we're on AIM and talking to each other, and da, da, da. and she says, you know, hey, you know, I I know we thought we could make this work, but I'm dating this guy who's up here. Um, he's a little bit older. He's a senior where he's here, you know, I'm kind of feeling more that way. Okay. Well, that's, that sucks. Um, but I get it, you know, distance is terrible. Um, I'm really just kind of upset that we're not going to bone anymore, but whatever, it's fine. So <laughs> a week or two goes by and we're planning our, we're planning our apartment housewarming pimps and hose party. And I see on a couple days before. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> right. That was when that was an okay. Was, okay. It's a trend at one point. Yeah. We were young and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I see on her free open diary that she's posting some very emo poetry and some very emo breakup song lyrics on her away <laughs> message on AIM. So me being the thoughtful friend that I am, I reached out and was like, hey, are you okay? And she said, no, you know, Drew or whatever his name was, Drew decided that he was, you know, I found out that he was cheating on me and I'm just devastated. I don't know what to do. All of, you know, all of our friends are his friends and I don't have anybody. So I said, well, we're having this party, you know, if you'd like to come down and just unwind, get your mind off of it. You know, you're free, you're free to stay the night on the couch if you'd like. Um, Very, very white night, very white night. Um, Wig, wig, nudge, nudge. Right, right. You know, you know, being very, just such a gracious host. So she comes down, it's about a three hour drive from Athens to Macon, and she gets there and, you know, very not dressed for the party yet. So it's fine. I didn't expect that. So didn't come dressed as a hoe. That's right. You know, that's <laughs> thinking. Or a pimp, Emily. Or a pimp. She could have been. She could have been. Um, so, you know, we get ready for the party and she comes down the stairs in this just schoolgirl, all out pigtail, Lisa Love glasses, just awesome. Unbelievable. And she had the glasses, so you had like, yeah. what are you going to do? Oh my God. So she very clearly from the start of the party is like, I am here to fuck you. And it was very obvious to like everybody else but me because I was busy being bartender because I thought I was big shit. I was also wanting to be a mixologist as well as a cook. Um, you were Tom Cruise and cocktail at that moment, surely. Yeah, I, well, I was. We actually had a handmade lacquered wooden tiki bar in our apartment on on the dry campus of Mercer University, by the way. <laughs> Um, so I was making drinks and she finally like had to pull me down behind the bar and make out with me to say, oh my God, we're doing this. So, you know, everybody basically at the party was like, dude, we can handle the drinks, like go, go do your business. So when did business morning time comes, it's very cordial, but not like huggy, just like, Hey, I've got to go. I've got papers to write term papers. You understand. Sure. Yeah. No big thing. So 
you know, she gets on her way and it's, you know, business as usual, pick it up after the party. And I find her black lacy panties in my room. She had rushed out without her underwear. <laughs> um, so I came back downstairs and had said, hey, everybody, you know, this is fun. Look at my trophy. Because again, this is the kind of guy that I was at this point. Like, look at the trophy of the hot girl that I fucked at the Pimps and House party. And then put it in my pocket and went on about the day. Later that evening, I read on Free Open Diary that Drew had called her on the way back to Athens crying and consoling and baby I'm so sorry and I love you and we can make this work and she decided that you know she's telling this to Open Diary I've decided that I'm going to be the bigger person and I'm going to take him back after he cheated on me and as I'm reading this we have a townhouse apartment so living rooms downstairs bedrooms upstairs I let out the world's largest, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that they thought I was having some sort of like cardiac event. <laughs> so I, I just, I threw open the door, ran downstairs and told them the brief thing. And my roommate who was, who was my RA. So these are the same guys that went through the steak and shake story. Okay. He, he, I was gesticulating wildly with these used panties, like this fucking bitch, she <laughs> used me and judged a high horse on her cheating boyfriend. And I, you know, bought her dinner. And so he grabs the, the panties out of my hand and takes and hangs them on one of the posters in our living room. And that kind of shocked me out of my rant. I was like, what the hell are you doing? And he said, this is going to be your signal your red flag, your constant reminder to not be used like a tampon for <laughs> revenge sex against somebody's boyfriend or soon to be ex-boyfriend. Every time you play games in here or eat dinner in here, you're going to look up at those panties on the wall and you're going to say, never again, Zachary, <laughs> never again. And as a side benefit, anytime we ever had anybody over at the apartment, they said, why the fuck do you have panties on your wall? <laughs> and I was never allowed to tell the story. Somebody else that lived there had to tell it because it got more and more ridiculous every time they told it. <laughs> so those, those two things those kind of, bad. yeah, those two things kind of bookended my dating experiences the first time I went through college. Second time of college, I was with my soon-to-be wife. So things were relatively more tame. Yeah. Well, yes. Now, did you and your wife ever have like a momentary breakup or were you straight through for the time you met? Oh, we had, we had a big one. We had a big one after about three months of dating. Oh no. Um, What'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. No. How did you know? How did you know? My, my wife is a paradigm of moral integrity. She has never done anything wrong in her whole life. Um, she compacted her entire twenties of poor decision-making and like a two week process after her first husband decided to cheat on her. Um, so as far as when we were dating, um, I had had a little. Tell her we want her on the show too, by the way. She wants. Oh, 100%. 100%. I have extended it. Um, we were only had been dating for three, two or three months and I had some extracurricular text messages and um, uh. okay, Cupid messages and things on my phone. And we were supposed to go see the Cardinals opening day baseball game around this time of year uh, about mm -hmm. 10 years ago. And <laughs> um, yeah. And I had, I had bought 
um, I had bought her or us a hotel room downtown because she had bought playoff tickets for the blues hockey playoff game the night before the baseball game and didn't invite me to go see the hockey game because she didn't think I was a hockey fan. I wasn't really, but it's a sports event in the playoffs. Like, of course I want to go. So I was mad at her. So she was in the hockey game the night before the night we were supposed to be in the hotel. She was at the game. I was at the hotel bar um, drinking very much out of anger and watching the game on TV. Like God, the fucking. Eh. Which always leads um, to good things. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, so I had all, I was texting all these people like, Hey, I've got a hotel. You know, I'm, I'm she's not going to use it. Like come and see me at the hotel. None of it, thankfully God ever happened. Uh, woke up in the morning. Uh, I guess I had left my phone open. She wasn't there. All her stuff was gone. Um, my wallet was gone. <laughs> so she took my wallet. <clears throat> um, so I had, That's thankfully she left. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully she left me the uh, Metro train ticket back to where we live in Illinois. So How I had to walk. Yeah. I mean, she, like I said, she's a paradigm of moral integrity. Right, not a bad woman. Just know you do more damage if you got your hands on that wallet the night before. So see, exactly. Smart. Exactly. She was doing damage <laughs> control. So I managed to find my way back to the train station, back to where I thought I was going to be. And I ended up walking down the train track for like three miles because I thought it would be safer than walking out. I was still very hungover, <laughs> probably a little drunk still. Um, climbed up the muddy like hill to get to where my house was. It was a whole thing. And then I did the Christina Perry, like, I love you for a thousand years and all the just like YouTube clips on her Facebook. And thankfully she decided that that was probably the dumbest thing I'd ever do <laughs> and forgave me. And here we are 10 years later. Well, lucky yeah. for you. No, I mean, I feel like <laughs> everybody we you know, that we talked to though, when you have a long-term relationship, you have, always, even if you don't break up for long, you have that moment, you know, like that little break. Um, so we always like to hear how people who do end up getting married came back from that one. So I like, I like that. Did you, did you have mm -hmm. to kiss ass after that for a little bit? Are you still I did. Was that the you dumbest thing you've done? No, no, it was not. <laughs> it ended okay. up not even being close to the worst or dumbest thing I've done. Oh, That's fair. Yeah, but but love love overcomes, and I have been eternally lucky and eternally grateful that she saw a guy in me at that point, and has been since seen it that I forget momentarily that I can be, mm -hmm. and so that's the better half. The, yeah, yeah, I love that. That's, that's good. cool. And when we and if and if and when we do ever get divorced, if that should God forbid ever happen, she can have all the Netflix passwords. Like I don't even care. <laughs> even even the ones that I paid for, like maybe go ahead, you got this, you've more than earned it. You say that now, but then when you lose that cue, you're like, ah, oh, I need yeah. that back. That's, a, that's years of cultivating what you want to watch and won't have. That's time. right. The oh. algorithm. I hadn't even yeah. thought about that. The algorithm. That's yeah. what you're really losing. It really is. is. You recommendations. Absolutely. Yeah. You lose a lot there. So this is, I mean, really, there's not much other reason to stay friends with your exes. Right? No, I'm kidding, Remy. Joking. Joking. Besties. Uh, no. <laughs> but anyways, here you are 10 years later. Yeah. So, so now you did mention earlier that you also have a work breakup story. Well, wait, um, before you get to that, oh, wait, there's a perfect example in that story about our, the five-day rule. 
That's true. I don't know if you listened to our, uh-huh. our pod. Okay, so we have our the five day rule, which is don't do anything stupid within the five days of break. No, don't hook up with anybody else. Yep. Don't go out crazy <laughs> drinking anything don't, like that. Like don't yourself. compound it. Don't, don't compound it. it. Exactly. So that, yeah. that's the perfect example of why you why you have that rule. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a penance period for me, <laughs> and um, it was it was a because I could I mean I could have I sh- you know I thought for a long time that I should have but I was wrong. Um, <laughs> you know I I understood that I had fucked up and that I needed to pay my penance at that point, and thankfully she didn't she kind of followed the rule too and didn't do anything she would have regretted. Right, 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 and like and, retaliation of like, right. What? Yep. Yeah. 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 We've got our, on one episode, we'll share our story of that too. No, um, we know all about the texts that accidentally get left open. And yes, um, but yeah. And Facebook messages. Part about, the, yeah, Facebook messages. Facebook yeah. messages, that exactly. And I should have, I should have learned. Oh, that was dumb. I was messaging on my phone and they popped up on my computer. Oof, yeah. the, well, cl- yeah, cloud. the cloud gotcha. They did, they did. He was in the shower. And I, I happened to read the message. I got, yeah, I knew, yeah. Coincidentally, that that has happened. That happened to me too about four years after that. But I should have known. Before. That was I should have. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to do it, make it. Yeah, make it worth it. I guess. Oh. Yeah. But I should have learned. I should have learned my lesson in eighth grade. My grandpa tried to teach me never leave a paper trail if you're going to do something like that. Because I got, I got suspended in eighth grade for writing a note to a girl that said, would you like to have sex with me? You are very beautiful. And I would like to see your boobs. (laughs) Oh, your full note? Like you went for it. Oh, I did. I did. Because (laughs) again, I was a miserable trash person because one of her friends had gotten pregnant that year at school. And so I figured, well, she's friends with a girl who obviously puts out so she puts out so my chances are pretty good just so just so fucking stupid and my grandpa was not mad about me being a horny teenage boy he was mad that i had written a note he's like no you just ask her you talk to her you coward like the fact that you left a note is why you got caught so no i'm not like i'm not gonna let you off the hook you did a dumb thing that is hilarious. Well, Grandpa was preaching communication, at least. That's the most I can yes. say in that one. But yes, exactly. strong communication. <laughs> so uh, before we, I know, oh, good. We're, we're coming up on our time a little bit here, but I, I want to hear your work story. We love a good work breakup story. Yes, please. Yeah, and I, I no longer have that stop for soccer, obviously. It's oh, raining, right, so right, we don't, right. I don't have okay, to go so anywhere. You, you can just kick me. You kick me off whenever you kick me off. let's go (laughs) so the the work breakup story um so when when COVID started I was working for a casino doing marketing and had come to realize that I did not care for casinos or casino marketing (laughs) because a elderly man's colostomy bag had exploded on stage with me while I was presenting him with fake slot machine money that he had won (laughs) So I quit that job as soon as COVID started. I was like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to quit. <laughs> and spent a couple of weeks trying to find a new new gig, found a new gig um, that would allow me to work from home. It was like venture capital, some nonsense business that they basically made up 
a need and then okay. said they could fill it for business to it's bullshit marketing largely is bullshit i don't know if you guys know this or yeah, it, no, you know, yeah. it is it's largely bullshit and i get into that on my show about food marketing um, hashtag plug and <laughs> so this company was cool they were allowing me to work from home i.e not do a whole lot and still get paid um, and then I started going in, you know, they, they required us to come back into the office. So I drove into St. Louis and it sucks and it's driving, it's a big sky rise. And over the next first week or two, they were like, Hey, we want to try to do, I said, you guys should do a podcast. Like you guys should do some audio recording. You have good office space, your thought leaders, you know, you should be able to, to put this kind of content out to increase your sales. Cause I basically, they hired me for a job that they didn't actually need. And I knew they didn't need it. So I was trying to do anything to make myself valuable. And they said, okay, well, you want to get some equipment to do that? Let us know what we need to get and we'll get it for you. So I said, you need to get these like super decent microphones at the very least, because we've got the space, like get a laptop or two. And then like, we'll start from there. And if it picks up, we can get more advanced with it. Because I had done some audio and video in the Navy and I knew kind of what we needed for professional-ish quality stuff which you may or may, may not hear on my podcast. I had forgotten a lot of it. So they got these expensive microphones and they got all this tech and hardware and whatever. And a week or two goes by and we're starting to write scripts and get everything together. And um, somebody in the office comes down with COVID. So they shut the whole thing down again. And I get an email the next day. They're like, hey, you know, I said, hey, I need to go get tested. Like, can you confirm if it was somebody because I have kids and da, da, da. And the response was kind of icy. And they're like, well, you know what? If you're going to be that big of a deal about COVID, you should probably just go ahead and not work here anymore. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So I said, okay. And I went and got tested. And then like two or three weeks later, I remembered, I was like, oh, hey, I have to go get all my stuff from my desk because I obviously didn't know I was going to quit when they shut down for COVID. Right. So I went back and there's nobody in the office, like the door, I still have my key. So there it was new. I was there to drop off my key and my badge and all that nonsense. So I go in and there's nobody there and I look at my desk and I grab all my stuff and I'm like, there's that microphone. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a podcast. That's like a $300 microphone. You know what? Fuck it. So I threw it in the box with the rest of my shit, took it out, wow. drove home. And I said, yeah, it's the very least they could do for me after being such jackasses. This is like, <laughs> I am taking, and they probably never even remembered they bought it. Like right. it was still in the box. Yep. So I don't, you know, I got, I got mine out of that breakup and I don't think about them at all. It's just a good memory. And that's why I'm here with y'all today. I love Ooh. that. It was your stepping stone in a good direction. So now <laughs> have you heard from them at all? Like, was oh, God, any- no. No. I don't, I honestly don't even remember the name of the company. And it's only been like two years. <laughs> That's solid. It's not even, it's not even on my resume or on my LinkedIn profile at all. It was a blip. It was a blip that never happened. I made five grand and got out, got my mic. That's funny. Not a bad blip. Definitely. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Nope. You know, in Marvel Comics, they had a five year blip that didn't go so well for some people. So, uh, <laughs> You know, you're doing pretty solidly there. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see how uh, how Conchu feels about the blip uh, here. I'm curious Knight, as Moon Knight goes forward. Hashtag MCU. Hashtag <laughs> corporate chill. <laughs> All right. Well, we have we have questions. I have answers. We do. Play have it on me. 
We have some, we want quick, rapid responses here. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. a uh, Word no association. Loud impulse response. We go through yeah. these with all of our guests that come on, so. Excellent. All right. First question is, have you ever ghosted someone? No. Good for you. Most people have. Nice. Congratulations. Oh, I am I an do. unattractive, I'm an unattractive nerdy guy. I get ghosted. I don't ghost. Have you, That's no, wait, how that works. Before we move on, guys, do you have any good ghosting stories? Have you had like a, have you ever dated somebody for a while and they just like ghosted after we, I spoke to one person, their story, and they'll be coming on in a couple of weeks. They dated somebody for almost six months and then completely got ghosted. Wow. Yeah, that's like long-term ghosting. Like, like that's cojones. That's yeah. cojones. Yep. And they just completely disappeared. Strangest thing. Yep. No. All right. Sorry. All right. So what is the ideal place to break up with someone if you have one? Like, if, if you have an ideal place. Your favorite restaurant. Yeah. Your favorite like, restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that they don't make a scene like Jerry Maguire style. No, okay. I don't give a shit if they make a scene. If if they want to make a scene, they leave. I still get to eat oh. good food. <laughs> and true. and probably if they made a scene, I'm not gonna have to pay for that food. Somebody else is gonna pay for my bill for me. And whether or not, you. whether or not I was the one who did anything wrong. And if it's your favorite you. place, they know you there. Exactly. Yeah. It's home field advantage right there. Sure, sure. Good solid. strategy, man. I like that. All right. What's speaking of, what's your break <laughs> breakup comfort food? Cookie dough ice cream. Ben and Jerry's. So are you getting that at the restaurant you're breaking up with them in? No, that's afterward as I cry on the way home. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> solid. And then here's the next one. When you get home, do you have a go-to movie or song that you just turn on? It's like your breakup song or breakup movie. King of Wishful Thinking by Go West from the Pretty Woman soundtrack. <laughs> it has to be from that soundtrack, though. Well, no. I mean, but that's the one that probably... <laughs> right. I don't think it was no, ever, no. like, a single, but that's exactly. the way that you people know it. Stick to that, all right? You are correct. <laughs> because there are some songs that I cannot listen to unless it's the soundtrack version from a movie. Is it the same? 100%. But, like, I have to listen to the Carla Thomas from Baby Driver not from her original soundtrack or her original okay. album. That's, that's a scream cry. That song is a scream cry for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got it. You got you. So as you pick up the pieces and you start dating again, what is the weirdest dating deal breaker for you? Well, my biggest one is probably being a picky eater, obviously. But okay. the weirdest, the weirdest one would be I struggle against it with the fiber, every fiber of my being. I cannot and would not have ever dated a woman taller than me. Really? And I I hate, I hate that. I hate it about myself. I know it's bad. I know it's misogynist. I know there's no practical reason for it, or it's just some base biological threatening. And I'm not like a machismo guy in any way. I'm probably the least masculine straight cis guy on the planet, <laughs> but something about like I just and I'm only five eight, so it's not I was like gonna ask how tall you are. Okay. I was, yeah. <laughs> so I never I never get to be. Uh, she's five two. She's five, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was never I'm never I was never tall enough for the girls who like tall men, 
and I was never short enough for the opposite. Like it was all thing, but yeah, I would never. And I felt bad about it my whole life because I'm like, there's no good reason for it. And I could never admit it because that makes me a dick. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, but, maybe, maybe not a dick, just, you know, you know I jokingly <laughs> say that being, but no, your wife not, is probably pretty happy. Cause I know, you know, she can wear high heels and she's still not taller than you. So you both exactly, can, and that's, exactly. No, that's solid. And I think, I think too, it comes from a side effect. Like you mean, you won't be able to see it on the podcast, but I have child size woman hands. <laughs> my, my wife's hands and feet and mine are the same size. So the post-it note nice. is the same size as my palm. <laughs> I have like a seven and a half inch. If I went to the NFL combine, they would laugh me out. It's like seven inches from thigh, from thumb to pinky. So, anyway, so that's more information of... on you than we needed. So... <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I think part of why, cause I've done a lot of like research as to like physiological responses and what you're attracted to and what you can be blamed for and what you can't. And I think part of it, part of why, part of why I would never date somebody, a woman taller than me, even in heels, is that I already feel inadequate masculine wise anyway, because I have tiny hands and I know it. Like I wear women's no-show socks because my <laughs> feet are so small and they still show over like the top of my uh, shoes. Aww. It's almost clearly like, I don't know if you've seen uh, Teen Titans Go. Yeah. I love Teen Titans Go a lot. Um, and I have, there's a joke about where Robin says, there's a running joke about Robin having baby hands. Um, so that's like my family, my kids now make fun of me for it at six and four. They're like, daddy has baby hands like Robin. So that's I, have, I do have a complex about, about women being taller than me. So I'm very, very not proud of that. And I apologize for every tall woman who liked me in my life. And I put out some weird anti-tall girl vibe. And all those model-esque women that were probably knocking down your door and you're like no thank you man all the all the gams all the gams i missed out on (laughs) all right you left some for the other men you got a good one she tolerated you no (laughs) indeed (laughs) absolutely uh any exes you want to shout out or cryptically because i love that phrase cryptically bitch out on our show and you only have to be cryptic about it if you want to call (laughs) them out by name i'm cool with that uh, the one, the one I will shout out, who will always have a special place. Actually, there's two, two that I'll shout out because I'm not bitter. Um, I fucked up every relationship I was ever in, so like I, I can't be bad at anybody else. I was the shithead the whole time. Uh, my first, my first major solid girlfriend, who I still am in touch with. Uh, her, her name is Eve. She lives in Georgia. Um, she's a wonderful person. She's a great mom. She's a great journalist. Um, huh. She taught me that it was okay to be a nerd. It was okay to like Tolkien and to like superheroes and to express myself. She uh, translated my name into Elvish over the summer that we met. Um, she's always going to have a special place in my heart. And my first college girlfriend, Stephanie Paul, uh, she introduced me to alternative emo um, indie music. Uh, she was from Atlanta. She was very cosmopolitan. Um, so she got me into like hot, hot heat and death cap for cutie and all these things, which my current wife and I bonded about when we started dating because none of her friends like that music and none of my friends like that music. So that, that became our first tie together as when we were dating. So I'm eternally grateful to Stephanie for introducing me to that with a mix yeah. CD that I used to have until about two years yeah. ago. And I finally lost it. Love a good mix so. CD. Yeah. Well, shout out then to Stephanie and to Eve. Because I love hearing like, and I love hearing everybody's stuff about what they like, 
what they kept from the relationship as far as music they like movies they yeah. love the things that you've mm-hmm. learned from your different exes that create the personality of who you are now that's like mm-hmm. such, such a big part of relationships and breakups because it does form who you are well zach before we go today let people know where they can find your podcast okay my podcast is called foodball um it is on twitter and instagram at foodball pod p-o-d uh, the website is anchor.fm slash foodball. We are just two episodes in, but we are just getting started. If you like to eat, if you've ever seen, smelled, touched, or tasted food, or have any interest at all in what goes into your face hole, uh, please listen to Foodball and let us know if you'd like to be on our show, because we are very guest-friendly and open as well. Yay. Well, <laughs> We all, we all like to put food in our mouth and we yeah, definitely loved it. I, I listened to your one and a half episode. Oh, well, no, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and loved it. And you have a great voice for podcast radio. Oh, it's not like a, you don't have a face, you <laughs> you have a face right? radio. Oh, cool, say, right? like, you know, <laughs> for real though, you have a great radio voice too. So wow. that's it's, very that, good it's that Navy trained broadcast journalism diction. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But we do. Nice. Thank you for being here with us today. It's been I awesome appreciate to have you. And it's not you, you. It is us, but we're breaking up this episode. Uh, have a good one. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye.